Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Man in Our Hour. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's Raw and all the fallout from Crown Jewel. It was all right, wasn't it? Like, I didn't... You say fallout from Crown Jewel. The character I was kind of most interested to see what his next move was didn't really get any further direction. They're kind of saving that. They may be sitting on that. It's, I'm patient. I'm trusting the process mm-hmm. again, so I think things will be fine. So the thing I was most excited about, I didn't really get. But the fact that on yesterday's preview, when there wasn't much to go over, and we said, well, they'll probably just announce war games, or at least a version of the match with the, the key sort of wrestlers in it. I only realized this morning just how little time there was before Survivor Series. Yeah. So it's kind of a good job they did. The pay-per-view cycle fools you into thinking, oh, well, it's going to be a month, five weeks, whatever. It's what, like two Saturdays' time? Mm-hmm. So... To have that match now... No, full gear's two Saturdays. So three Saturdays Saturdays, now. That's that's not a lot of time between the War Games announcement and the War Games match. And to kind of circle back around and not as another excuse to plug our tremendous AEW deep dive that we've done recently, this feels at long last, like, as somebody that's into WWE, quite a satisfying potential end to this story. And for those that are getting more than a bit pissed off with the baby faces versus Judgment Day thing happening every week, a grand finale to it all. Mm. So there was a sense that this big thing that for some people has gone on way too long is actually coming to an end. And in like incredibly hot fashion as mm. well. The last five minutes were just electric in that building. I wish I was there. It has been a bit of a cheat code for Triple H on Raw, hasn't it? Of just not sure how to end the show, just hoy all the eight of them out there. And, and now it's leading to War Games. So I suppose it has had a purpose. Yeah, it's all very syndication, isn't it? Mm. It's all, it feels syndicated, this live original content. Um, <laughs> I This Raw was a Raw for me. Didn't really uh, have us doing cartwheels. Um, kind of averaged out because something I always look forward to thought was really just not good just there in a match where I thought oh this should be all right it was actually really really strong mm. so uh, but which one was which <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it mixed bag Monday <laughs> <laughs> the show opened uh with Seth Rollins coming out that is the song and everyone sings that's it, it yep 
he comes out in his big canary yellow jacket. Yeah. How much does he spend on all of this? Ooh. It's working for him. Yeah. He looked like an Among Us character with the sunglasses did. on, didn't he? It's important. I remember, like, Dalincha, when she was doing it as well as Big Time Bex, it was sort of important that both of them wore something once and then never again. And I do get that, because if you start recycling your expensive clothes, it does away with the gimmick, doesn't it? Does it, uh, it does away with the fact that you've made it. Yeah. Like the charity the, shop just getting it. I was just thinking about that. The charity shop that gets their stuff must be unreal. To be honest, though, maybe it's a sound shrewd investment because they are obviously paying through the nose. At least Seth still is. Mm. He is paying through the nose because, you know, the independent contractors buy their own attire and have it made for them. Like, I'd like to think that half of it will, when he discovers a new character or retires or whatever, half of it, charity auction. Yeah. Then the other half, a private auction where he can uh, bilk them marks. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, that's what I would do. Yeah. Can he uh, expense it? When I used to be an independent contractor on the radio, mm -hmm. you could just claim that you were buying. I, I'd always buy my clothes. Oh, that's not admit to fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I think the statute of limitations has passed. Uh, you want to hope so. We, uh, it's not us saying anything. We, uh, <laughs> these do not reflect those of the Dudley Boys, but apparently one of them. Well, yeah, I always used to buy my clothes around the, the time of year where we had our live shows, and I was like, I'd need it for my wardrobe. I already knew exactly. I was probably wearing the same shirt I wore for every single <laughs> event. read you? No, we were doing like backstage video right, interviews. Okay. Have you. you turn it up to like an evening shift in a Seth Rollins yellow jacket. Right, guys? One security guard. Oh, he's here again. He's sick. Play my song. <laughs> fair, looks a bit like a clown in Ralph Lauren, so. Fair. Uh, Rollins comes out anyway, he says, uh, retained his world Finally title. bought a nice jumper. I <laughs> do love that jumper, to be it's fair. a lovely jumper, isn't I it? I just, I fear wearing white jumpers. Oh, I'm terrified now. Just right now. Oh, put spill food on it. Yeah. Uh, Rollins, anyway, says he uh, retained his world title at Crown Jewel. Thank, he wants to thank two people. He thanks Drew. Uh, Drew took him to the limit. They beat the hell out of each other. But he was a man of his word. He's not with the Judgment Day, uh, and they didn't get involved in their match. And he also wants to thank Sami Zayn for preventing Damian Priest, of course, from cashing in. This brings out Sami Zayn to a huge reaction. Uh, and he's like, oh, so you don't have the briefcase. I assume, first thing when it happened when you got here, Postman Pierce took it off you. And Zayn was like, yeah. Um, and Ron is like, well, I probably could have had it. Is that the easy shade? I don't know. No, because it was to lead to what happened later. Yeah. Because Sammy was like, how do you know that? And then he was like, well, the reason why I knew that because I was waiting to go into the office afterwards. There was that little bit of, yeah, Judgment Day palace intrigue with the baby faces. But it did, there was something to that. It was just weird, wasn't it? You imagine Sammy Zane coming out and is like, well, can't get it back, Damien. That's what like WWE baby faces traditionally do. And this nah, went, nah, nah, nah. yeah, and this went in a, Maybe it was just that. Maybe it was just them not wanting to do that anymore because, oh, it's a hideous personality <laughs> trait and yeah. it should be long gone. Um, yeah, Rollins is like, oh, I probably could have handled Damien Priest, but thanks anyway. Um, and I was thinking of a way to repay you and saying, like, well, before that, I didn't do it for that reason. Uh, I stepped in because I've been dealing with this bloody Judgment Day lot for months. Uh, they've all got the titles except yours, Seth. Uh, and if Damien Priest cashed in and won that, we'd basically be dealing with Bloodline 2.0. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with that? Um, but he says, as long as there's breath of air in my body, I'll fight them and make sure they do not run raw. Um, Seth says, thanks. Uh, you know, this is what I, I, like, I like. This is what I love about you. Uh, you stand up for what, what's right. The odds don't matter. I dig the conviction, man. Uh, here's the thing. 
Sometimes people like you don't get what they deserve. The Judgment Day don't run raw. I run raw. And as long as I'm champion, that briefcase isn't the only way to get a shot at this title. The reason why I knew Postman Pierce took that briefcase off you as soon as you got there is because I was waiting outside the office. Um, I went straight in, and I want to give you a title shot. All you got to do, do, Sammy, is say when. And Sammy's kind of taken off guard by all this. He's shocked. He says, look... I learned the hard way how hard it is to get a title shot if I win the title. No, scratch that. When I win the title, because one day I will. I want to be a champion, though, that is not compromised. No disrespect to you, Seth, uh, but we all know you're not 100%. And Seth takes off his Among Us sunglasses and says, cut the crap. Are you 100%? We go back a long way, you and I. Uh, <laughs> we've been doing this for decades, and guys like us are never 100%. Doesn't stop us from giving 100%. Jesus Christ. Imagine Dax in the rolling <laughs> gear. <laughs> I ain't know much about high fashion. I ain't no fashionista. <laughs> I ain't no fashion plate. Not like classy Freddy Blassie. Ever heard him? Read a book. Uh, Give me notes. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't respect the business. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't him. That's Captain Luke. Can you tell our difference? <laughs> Used to be the business. Uh, he says, look, Sammy, there's a title shot with your name in it. Just say when. And Sammy's like, well, okay. Can't think of a better place or time than right here, right now. Fans are going uh, ballistic yeah. at this point. Mm. They shake on it. Great, great opening to the show. Yeah. Um, you know, like... I haven't you much. I didn't... <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I wanted this to be hot-shotted, but I'm fickle, and then the shot was hot. So it worked yeah. out great in the end. I'll the, the, tell you what the fans were. Sammy J- uh, Zane did an incredible job of conducting them. Yeah. It was very obvious what was coming, but he paused at the right times. He made them want it. They were like... Like, you know, throwing babies in the air. It is, and it is really funny when you're in an arena, and they're like, and that's why Michael said you're coming to fight you next week in a completely Boo. different time. <laughs> I just, I think part of it was, uh, this is kind of how I felt, so maybe it was the case in the building. I loved both characters here, genuinely. Yeah. Like, Seth Rollins, my big issue with Seth Rollins. Loved of, Seth Rollins. Yeah, of late, my big issue with Seth Rollins is... Loved him. Finally figured out... I reserve that word for my children. Finally figured out what got him over in a completely different way to yes. anything that had worked in the past, and then started walking back from it. And funnily enough, talking about his children, and like being a normal guy, mm. you know, it's like, I don't want normal Seth. Even you don't seem to want normal Seth. You want like this in NXT. Yeah. Normal, normal Seth at a normal bar normal, normal, normal drink. Street. Yeah. Normal Seth. I don't want the Seth Rollins that we so mad he's gonna beat up Eric Young with a chair. Like I want Stone Cold esque, some might say. <laughs> I, want, I want Timmy Mallet Seth. Yes. Right? That's what I want. Uh and he struggled for me to juggle that with the serious stuff he's been doing in Nakamura and to a lesser extent with Drew. And I just think he got it here. I quite like the like I know it all looks like fun and games, but I can't take, don't patronise me about the back injury. I can't take this seriously while being myself, while being this ostentatious figure. Sammy's in, meanwhile, again, to go back to maybe not doing, eh, I've got your briefcase, proper babyface values, like wait, wanting a shot, as he has done for weeks, and kind of calling his shot, but not forcing it through. Mm. And then kind of, I don't think he played chicken with Seth. I think he just, Seth offered the shot. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's do it. This is the way for me, book an all babyface match. And again, I was like, oh, I think I wanted to save this. I wanted to anticipate it more. And I was just banging into the match at the end. So, like, as a review now, I'm happy with it. Initially, I was thinking I would have saved it. I don't feel that way now. I really like the idea. That, you know, there's a good version and a bad version of everything. Mm-hmm. It really does not extend to impromptu matches, right? <laughs> but if you're going to do an impromptu match, right, I think doing an all-babyface match on this episode of Raw 
when it's like the culmination of the Judgment Day's run, like the idea of, oh, this could be a sporting sort of enterprise. There could be a real sporting principle to Monday Night Raw. We're going to show you that it can happen like this. Oh, but the Judgment Day are being the Judgment Day again. I can understand why this of all nights with this match and the way it went was the night that um, Pierce finally blew his top. Very conveniently, we yeah, are yes. a few weeks away from Survivor Series, but I did like the contrast between this sort of um, ROH-adjacent sort of let's just have a babyface match for the title. This is we got sports back. Yeah, and then, and then yeah. are the Judgment Day. It's like, well, they need to go because it could be this. I also like the, the show-long hook of like, wow, we're getting a world title match. That's awesome. We know Seth's kind of injured. And this the specter of, I was like, for a split second, I thought, are they going to switch the title onto Sammy only to have Damian Priest immediately cash in on him? So yeah. I thought, as in terms of a, a TV stick-around device, I couldn't have asked for much more. I'll be honest, I didn't think about that. But I like that Priest had the briefcase long enough, Seth had this belt long enough, that again, kind of with the dream match, these just weren't stakes when that belt was launched. And they've sort of forced... By, like, force of willpower, really, they've kind of got this mm. one over the line a little bit. Just on Seth's promo as well, I really like the Drew detail. Seth Rollins, the world champion, like, ostensibly top babyface. It's Cody, but it's kind of also Seth. Him kind of giving the nod to Drew McIntyre. Eh, like, fair's fair. Give me a great fight. All is good. Me as the locker room leader is telling you that you were back accepted. There's no problems, Drew, and everything's going to be fine. That's great, because the babyface endorsement only strengthens the turn when it eventually comes, mm. and however that's going to play out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I should have mentioned what Drew did on this show. Yeah. It was incredibly brief. It was after the tag match we're about to talk about. Drew McIntyre pulls up. Jackie's right right on the scene. She goes, all right, what's next for you? You know, you lost the world time, match, so uh, what's next? And he went, oh, I'm not doing this. He just got back in his car and pissed it off. Again, I wanted more, but like the Petty intrigue. baby Drew's great. Yeah, the intrigue remains, doesn't it? Uh, right, after the big announcement of the handshake, the great reaction, as Sid said, uh, the Judgment Day are backstage. Um, there's uh, Dominic Mysterio, there's uh, Janie McDonough, uh, there's Rhea Ripley, and there's Finn Balor. There isn't a Damien Priest, but if there was, and he arrives later on, of course, collectively... <laughs> they're in the f***ing Judgment Day! Yeah! Um... <laughs> So Dom is... Uh, I never want this era to go away. No. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I kind of do. I'm bored <laughs> don't, don't know what I'm going to do when the game <laughs> Triple H stops cooking. I don't know what I'm going to do. Dom is loving uh, the fact that his deadbeat dad's lost the title to Logan Paul, of all people as well. Uh, and Mammy's retained the title. Uh, and Priest comes in. He's got his briefcase. He's fizzing. Uh, he's had to do all this nonsense to get it back from Post from Pierce. And the bloke who stole it just given given a title shot. J.D. McDonald's like, calm down. And Damien Breeze looks at him like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> and then he's like, where'd you get that T-shirt from? I love that. It's a little like, like you better not have just claimed that as part of the judgment. You better paid full price for it. Did you see Dominic just like covering, he was wearing a Damien Priest like his senior money in the bank. And he was like, I just sort of like backed off. It felt like an improv. Is he, is he getting it? Is he getting it just a bit? He's getting character work. Yeah. Uh, and he says to Finn Balor, kick out New Day's ass tonight. Cool. Just... <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Not like, ha <laughs> I know they've been doing this dissension sometimes with the Judgment Day. Can they not be a completely united force for the baby faces to just conquer at war games? Cannot be, I, I, I want to be a little bit more old-fashioned like that. Mm. Like, felt it in the uh, closing brawl, didn't it? 
Yeah. That's what you got. Do you think they'll add any more people? I think so. Yeah. Just imagine the the horsemen pissing about in 1987 (laughs) and like just worrying that, I don't know if you're fully committed to the four horsemen. They were just mates. They were just class wrestlers who liked being dickheads and just loved being dickheads together. (laughs) Can they not just do that for a bit? They pissed about any stable in wrestling. I'm begging you. (laughs) Just make me feel like you are happy to spend time with each other. You're just a stable, and you kick ass and beat up the heels. Sting, Barry Windham, the whole point of them was, are they in or are they out? And that was like the horsemen in the peak years. Like There was still that infighting even then. That Stinger. That's like peak. Yeah. All right, well, I didn't include JJ Doolan. But like, otherwise, <laughs> they were pretty much peak. Like, and Barry, yeah. Barry Windham and Sting both got enormous baby face runs off, kind of challenging Flair's authority. I like, guess, but that's not peak for me. See, Sting's having his, 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 he might as well retire after this week. Have you seen his match that he's got? Doing double duty, isn't he? Where can he outrun us? Oh my God. Yeah. It's going to go a minute. We'll, I'll say Calm it, down, but I have words we're going to say about that. the biggest age gap match in wrestling yeah. history. Possibly, yeah. Sting yeah. versus the youngest men alive. That's it, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, and the reason for the tag match that we get, we're about to get is, of course, New Day dressed as Judgment Day for Halloween. Good. I like that as a justification. Like me too, legit. <laughs> uh, and then the, the funny briefcase thing the other week. Yeah. Like a lunchbox or whatever. So yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Kofi and Xavier versus Finn and Damien. Uh, New Day actually doing pretty well for themselves early on. They're in control. Um, Woods hit Balor with a missile drop kick. Kingston got the hot tag. He hit a flying crossbody on Priest. Uh and then there's a bit of miscommunication. Priest collides with Balor by mistake after Kingston fights out of a double team. Uh, Kingston hits Balor with a superplex. Uh, and Woods does the diving elbow drop from the other corner. Um, you say? You think, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Priest uh, breaks up the cover, sends Kingston to the announce table. Woods, weird. Woods, yeah. Woods knocks Priest off the apron. Uh, and then Woods, I think, rolls Balor up, gets kicked off. And as he gets kicked into the roast... Priest nails him with a kick. He turns around into a sling, sling blade from Balor. I did like the, the the way they laid out the finish. Obviously, these two have been working together for a long time. But sling blade by Balor. He tags Priest in. Priest leans back to get ready for the South of Heaven chokeslime. But also, at the same time, Balor slaps the hand that he's about to hit the chokeslime in to tag himself back in. South of Heaven chokeslime. Coup de gras. One, two, three. Straightforward stuff. Love those bits because uh, FTR never quite mastered the magic of the powerplex because Herc and Jerk would do like a running tag as part of the finishes, both men in the league at the same time. I like that. Mm. That, that like extra synergy that shows why you're the champs or why you're such a great team. What a gift the New Day are at WWE because they're kind of like, they've mastered being inconsequential. Basically this, like they've like won it. They've had a, a half decent run on Raw, but nothing that special. But they're at the point where you can always give them like this match or another title mm. shot or yeah. things like that. So it's never like boring particularly. But the result was never in doubt, and it mm-hmm. was like it, it was just a fine waste of time. And <laughs> the new day, like, uh, but I mean, I think I mean that as a compliment. The new day is still really fun to watch, but I'm, I, I don't feel any sense of peril. Whoa, or... you're my favorite waste of time. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that song. It's a good song. You know how uh, you boys. <laughs> You love your Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. Sure do. You love your Judgment Day. You love your Fed. You love maybe the idea of Damien Priest in that. Ooh, when's he going to cash in? This takes definitely anyone with a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <it is. laughs> 
Um, bad news. What? I, <laughs> I could not see who's coming. You're saying that. Telegraph every single one of your bits. How dare you? I've got a thing, take, an insight that is going to ruin Damien Priest for you. Insights are not welcome on the Raw Review. I know, I take know, I know. Um, you know when you see something and can't unsee it? Oh, no. Oh. Jinx. Are we? We might be such already were over the desk. It's normally you two. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's three way. Damien Priest plays a, well, he is a very, very tall man because of, you know, the way the modern wrestling scene is. He does a lot of back and forth. He'll mm-hmm. even do the odd high spot mm-hmm. or high bridgy style sort of thing, right? But because he's a big man, it does take a lot to get him off his feet. So he doesn't bump all that much, right? When he takes like a glancing blow or a strike or just something he wouldn't bump for because he's, you know, more of a big man than not. Oh, no, Sidman. <laughs> I cannot say that. People will have to check out the uh, YouTube version of this podcast. By the way, if you're thinking, Nicholas has been a bit lazy on his job today. <laughs> he's away, so we've just got the one static camera for now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he basically, for those listening, I apologize. I've got the cameras on me. He uh, goes, whoa. So he's doing an impression of a Bailey buddy. Yes. With his arms at this point. Oh, okay. uh, Damien Priest is finished then. That's good. Can't wait, can't wait to see that for myself. <laughs> I just noticed he was doing it rather a lot in this match. Remember when, like, Power Slam. Would have been Power Slam for us. Could be goodness knows what for, like, listeners and viewers of different ages. Mm-hmm. When the first time they told you, like, Sid's punches were terrible. Uh, oh, God, they're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. But he's Sid. Uh, Horrible he, moment, that. Uh, yeah. So there was a bit of that here. Okay. Ooh. He's going well, to win the belt, and he's going to do this. <laughs> Other than that, it was completely and utterly standard generic action on Monday Night Raw. Do you think when Triple H puts a belt on Damian Priest, he's going to ask him to start doing those like incredible, like light switch bump and feeds moment that two thousands Triple H was amazing? Oh, he was like a light switch one. Like as a heel well, champion, like imagine Triple H giving anybody anything, <laughs> but like as the heel champion in the confidence that he only ever had once, zero insecurity for once in his goddamn life. The bumps he took as the world champion heel were just the, the best at the time. Yeah, let's, just say, let's just say that Triple H had good snap. Yeah, he had unbelievable snap. Unbelievable snap. Nuts hanging out. <laughs> A tag for real, would you, Paul? Have you ever done that? What, tagged anyone for real? I don't think so. I don't think so. I also like that bit in that He was one. the uh, wheel man while the click were having shoot fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like bullying them and he's like, uh, why do you want to be in this? And I can't remember who it is. It might have been, is it Josh Matthews who's in there? He was in the crew, yeah. He's going through, like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? And I'll swear someone says, oh, I just love this. And I'll, I think they say, I love the fame, right? And he goes, you love the pain? Uh, you like getting hurt all the time? <laughs> and I was like, he hasn't said that, uh, Paul. He hasn't actually said any of that. But, uh, he misses him. He says, you love the game? Good taste. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Not like Rock and Austin, jabronis. <laughs> it's time for Shinsuke Nakamura versus Akira Tozawa. Yeah. See this one coming. You yeah. won with the Kinshasa. Enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five-star review review. Nailed it. And this week's five-star review review. Well, it should have come from Eric Vasquez because it's Eric's 
Uh, 35th birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. birthday. Many birthday. happy returns. It's my, it's my bon fault. anniversary. It is my fault. Uh, so har- happy birthday, Eric. Great first Harry birthday. Harry birthday as well. Um, <laughs> he's an NXT character. <laughs> it's always someone's birthday. Like, he's throwing normal parties back. Saying, it's me, Harry, Harry birthday. birthday. <laughs> God, what are you doing here? So Eric, we'll do your review next week, I promise. But happy birthday, Eric. This week's uh, five-star review review, though, is brought to you by Noisy Nate. If you want to share something short, crap, and wrestling-related, uh, make sure you subscribe to What Cult Dressing on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review review, just like Noisy Nate has done. Or you can leave us a five-star rating. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. But uh, Noisy Nate writes, I love this pod. I listen to enjoy everything that drops on this feed. Also, congrats on the YouTube channel. It's great to see Sidrick becoming slightly less and less self-conscious about doing the ladies' night jingle on camera. (laughs) How's that go again? (laughs) Hey, you have to wait for uh, Thursday for that one. Come on. Uh, now, in the name of Bret Hart and for the sake of my sanity, please, 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 for one week, one day, one single podcast, refrain from mentioning that egocentric, hypothi- uh, hypocritical, thin-skinned crybaby who on several occasions have almost destroyed the thing that we all love. Just try it. I dare you. So no, no, don't speculate on who that is. I think we all know. But anyway, uh, with all that out of the way, for a five-star review review, could we plumb the depths of Michael Hamlet's encyclopedic brain for a CM Punk segment, possibly involving some female talent? I've got you back, Wilborn. Hang on. Keep up the great work. I thought CM Punk was the one we're not mentioning. Oh. No, I'm serious. Like, he said it. His word's not mine. Things. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. If not, if not Dapunker. If not Dapunker. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to. De Boss. De Boss. Yeah, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> it applies to many people within the room. So another five star review and let us know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll help the algorithm when we're genuinely curious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, do the description again. Egocentric, hypocritical, thin skinned crybaby who has on several occasions almost destroyed the thing that we all love. CM Punk. <laughs> Feels like that's what people incorrectly would describe CM Punk as. Mm. I don't know. Let us know. Um, what have you gone for? Well, I didn't want... Because he said, uh, and for Wilborn, let it include some women. I didn't want to go to the depths because that would be CM Punk and Colt Cabana's Ring of Honor shoot interview. Oh. So instead I went to uh, oh. CM Punk and AJ Lee, of which there was a segment every other friggin' week in 2012. And truthfully, none of them were that... Uh, Five-star review review worthy, should mm-hmm. we say? Probably should have realised that the one person, that the rule of on-screen chemistry, we should have realised that Punk and AJ had none. So it's like, all right, okay, they're getting married then. Because, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did find one. I'm just skimming through a few. They're all backstage segments. She's the GM or she's like in the Kane, Brian, love triangle deal. And it's like, so they have these little chats and then it comes back to the ring. And then right at the end of one of these little chats, which again, fairly inconsequential, Jerry Lawler pops up. Oh, I'm sure he does. With a match that AJ Lee is having to go and prepare Put for. Put it behind the belt. And I was like, send that to Wilborn. And I suppose I'll let so you take you it can still there. walk around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, 2012. This is the road to money in the bank, isn't it, basically? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where he faced... Brian. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Well, in fact, yeah, Jerry Lawler's plugging that before we get to this segment with Punk. And he says, uh, oh, don't forget, CM Punk versus Goat. For, I mean, Daniel Bryan. Oh. How was 2012 for you, Sige? 2012 was a nice time in my personal and professional life. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, had disposable income, few responsibilities. I could just go to like a really nice bit of uh, 
know, Asian cuisine on a night in town, have oh. a few beers. And I just felt like, you know, free, free and by my standards, a little bit easy. So I have a, a really kind bit of nostalgia for mm. WWE 2012. I still realized it was finished. I still, <laughs> I still knew the format was terrible. I still hate the scripted promos. I still like going out for an alternative, but you know, me and WWE got on just fine in 2012. Just mm. fine. How was your 2012? Uh, moved house and my wife was heavily pregnant. <laughs> uh, and not only was WWE not that great, TNA was on its way to Finnish City as well. So <laughs> t- tough times, not too many. Lots of happy memories. Yes, theoretically, but stressful. Stressful times. Stressful times. Uh, so it's too young to be under the stress. Say that a little bit Love everybody in my life, but wait till you're older. You ain't that young. CM Punk. Work with some really young people now. Made me realise how young I was. Didn't see it then. <laughs> Wasn't looking clear enough in the mirror. Got plenty of time for that sort of thing, haven't you? Love everybody in my life. Dearly. <laughs> what are you about? CM Punk's definitely. Daily or dearly? Dearly. dearly. So not daily. No, I love the Fed daily. <laughs> <laughs> so I love these segments daily. It's like, shall I watch Raw again? I think I might. <laughs> On Wednesday. Boot it back up. <laughs> Hogan's, There's another one on Monday. Hogan's killing TNA and it's days till SmackDown. I know there was a NXT Redemption by then. Like, actually, forget everything I said, 2012 was good. It was good. <laughs> it was good. The highlight of my wrestling we week. Wow, You know, like you earnestly say NXT is the best show of mm-hmm. your wrestling week when nobody would believe you. Mm-hmm. That was very much going on the forums and fighting for NXT <laughs> Redemption. It's like you, you need to see, like they've got Matt Stryker tied up in a closet, guys. It's was, like, was Redemption the one with EC3 and... Uh, Fandango, Johnny Curtis and Derek Bateman, yeah. Like it was just the, the wacky mi- in America, <laughs> the wacky misadventures of. No, this was the one where if when they first started the season, if you won, like if you win NXT Redemption, you finally get a shot on the main roster, and then twist the show never ended. <laughs> like they just moved to full seal and just gave up the format. I remember Johnny Curtis where they were like he, they were like anyway, let's hear from uh, one of our stars from NXT, and he was like. And that's what, you know, I'm going to be a real star. And that's why I won't get upset about this. And he spilled some milk on the floor. And I was like, what the f*** is this? <laughs> Dirty Kurt, he was great, man. You know, those awful backstage lingering shots. That I'm pretty sure they invented just so the Undertaker could shadow box. And JR go, the dead man's ready for action tonight. Uh, we didn't need that 10 seconds of character building, but here we are. Like, Dirty Kurt, he would just, like, be, like, sticking his finger in his head, looking at it and, like, rubbing it on his chest. <laughs> Johnny Curtis is ready for nothing. He's class. What a weird freak. NXT. <laughs> Is that he just discovered, like, painting yourself into a corner? What's that? Well, get, get me an easel right now. <laughs> anyway, so CM Punk's having a definitely normal conversation um, backstage. He just goes, uh, yeah, okay, bye. Because that's, <laughs> that's how everyone finishes up the conversations. Um, Ever noticed in uh, sitcoms and the like, Americans... Sorry. I hate this. I know exactly what you're going to say, and I hate it. I've been to America, and they are, like, the nicest. Uh, yeah. All <laughs> of them. But like, I think the general optics are, hi, how are you doing today? Yeah. Can I get you something else on your order? And things like that. And like, hi, greetings. Welcome to Walmart. And, you know, like, you get yeah, this. Yeah. You know, I've you been. Fun, they you fundamentally do don't support tipping culture, but it, it's sort of great when you're a special guest in it. Yeah. That's how I've, I've got very yes. mixed feelings on yeah. it. Yeah. And then in American sitcoms and films, and then I... Yeah, I'll see you later. That's so <laughs> yeah. rude. In Britain, we go, bye, see you later. Yep. Drop, 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 drop. We'll have to say, but you have to yeah. end it nice. Okay, got it. Okay, got it, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. hey, 
Got it, I, I asshole. I'm just checking the time as well. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for nothing, asshole. That's so rude at the end of the phone call. Well, that's Ross and Rachel. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, yeah, he sat there. AJ walks in. She uh, covers his eyes. Now he can see. Um, and says, guess who? Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> and he says, uh, King Kong Bundy. And I'm like, the hands are too small. You don't sound like that, Phil. <laughs> Idiot. Forums have got nuts for that as well, haven't they? I love punk mentioning the legends. <laughs> well, bro, the Fink at Survivor Series, did you see that? <laughs> I did see that. I also saw how Vince told his commentators to react. Do him! Do him! <laughs> He's paused! Horrible. They were horrible, the thing. Were. A p- bunch of pricks. And you, f- and you stand for these guys. It was great as well. Partially. It, yeah. Triple H was nice to the thing or not. Or do you think maybe he <laughs> kicked the cat so he could fit in? Oh, his balls pulled his pants down again. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. his humour, isn't it? Yeah, the garden will always be the garden, but apparently when they're popping huge for Howard Finkel, Vincent Mann doesn't think that anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Awful. Anyway, uh, she, so AJ says... No, silly, no. it's me. Um, just, just do a voice. She says, no, silly, it's me. I also thought... <laughs> All right, that does yeah. sound like it's you now. <laughs> See, I'm booking on a world I also thought it's like peak WWE this era. When she says, no, silly, it's me. I thought she was going to say, no, silly, it's me, AJ Lee, the uh, former Divas champion. <laughs> and your <laughs> potential love interest. <laughs> what was the? Uh, what was it? Was it the Usos who did Oh, God. I wish I hadn't took that tweet down. That's the first time I gave a toss. Getting to delete. I got I quote tweeted into oblivion for like a correct take by morons. Mm. I'm not going to be your bitch like my brother Jay. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. It's uh, not been funny, right? They are Patel twins. Yeah, they're identical, but you know they look, look alike. <laughs> What's a stable called, dumbass? <laughs> What's the word mean? And. Right, not only is it you could infer, not only have you interacted, let's just say you have not interacted, right? You could probably infer who your brother is. Also, he's, he's your cousin. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? And I said it for emphasis, asshole, stop reaching. It's the reaching. <laughs> reaching. Was it the timing? Was it just like, was it like the hottest the bloodline had ever been? And people just thought, stop going for the thing I like with logic. Is that what it was? Was it like, or was it pre all that? Was it pre Sammy when you. Took them down. I was well pre-Sammy. I think oh, it was just like, like Thunderdome era. 2021, it went a bit. Bloodline South. Really goddamn sick of it. it. Terrible. Like, no, absolutely. Terrible abysmal. run in the middle of Roman's run. Like my brother Jay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Punk's like, sir. And uh, she says, uh, I know things didn't really is go. That your, is that like your Riz or is that what that, Punk said? He said, so. All oh, right. That's not my Riz. What's your Riz? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know things didn't really go how you wanted to earlier, and I'm sorry, I just want to make it up to you, says AJ. So tonight, when I compete in the Divas Summertime Beach Battle Royal, I'm going to dedicate my match to you. And uh, I, I know I found the right one. Pong goes, okay, thanks. Um, maybe after that, though, you and I sit down and have a serious, serious conversation about what on earth's going on between me and you. Uh, and she says, okay, I know what you're going to say, Punk. I'm not against taking things to the next level. I'm open to it, but first, I've got to win this battle royal. And Punk goes to say something else, but AJ's off to get ready. You've glossed over that, I think, maybe because you didn't understand. Ah, yeah, no, no idea. A full penetrative sex. <laughs> yeah. Because he's sort of concerned at this point, because this was, where are we in the uh, Punk, oh, AJ, Brian, saga uh, here? Is she the special, oh wait, was she the special guest ref at 
Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yes. So uh, she's like obviously had this relationship with Brian that's come to an end. Brian's blamed her for the title loss. She's then turned to Kane for romantic solace and physical support against Brian. Look at he's he can't be him. He's a freak. <laughs> Punk's the only baby face in this. I thing. mean, she must be <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I found that one as a. <laughs> Kind of dig crazy chicks. It's like, oh, I don't dig you anymore, Phil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too weird. <laughs> um, and then obviously Lawler's got to—he's got to walk that tightrope right now because obviously, you know, wh- where does uh, you know where does AJ Lee's intentions lie, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he goes, mm, well, let's see how that goes. And he gets rock hard because he's like, oh my god, Demon Summertime Battle Royals next. It was like, you know, like as you've just said, the exposition is too much. It's like Lawler needed it. Oh Christ, is that like you just stood up and face woke up at the desk for the first time? Um, and AJ, AJ uh, actually won the uh, Summertime Battle Royal, uh, the Diva Summertime Battle Royal. Yes. Do you want to guess who she uh, last eliminated? It's time to play the game. Time to play time the game. game. Who did she last eliminate in the Divas Battle Beach Royal? Caitlin. Hang on. No, dear, that's wrong. Three guesses. Three guesses. Do you remember this? No, I didn't watch it, and I don't remember these. So I'll mouth into one. I'll go Natalia. No, dear, that's wrong. Near the end, her and Beth teaming up. Divas of Doom. Eve Torres. No, dear, that's wrong. Damn it. Literally any stakes mm. of competition, I get furious when I do not win. I've got a clue for the, yep. the last, once you're on, you've had your last, when you're on your last guess. Uh, bit of a cheating guess. Abella to win. No, dear, that's wrong. Think. Are you not allowed to do that? Even if you got it right, just did. <laughs> well, I would have the next guess and we've got to specify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he would have won. Or would he have? Oh, that's 50 <laughs> That's how Schrodinger's Bella. I think... Uh, he didn't get a clue. I'm not getting a clue. You're both, you're both on the last guess, so you both get it. Did I go first? Well, it's not, it's not going to give it away. Think HBK. You made this matter so much there more. There should that's, be rules. Think HBK. There should be rules. Winning the Rumble. That's all I'm saying. What did he say? Think HBK winning the Rumble. So he skinned the cat. And you thought this person had won. That's every battle royale ever. What's the <laughs> guy, what am I getting with clues that? Dickhead. I'm going to go with... Um, you, you've, you've hindered me, if anything. Mm. Skinning the cat, I would have said Natalia. But I've guessed her. So. Uh, British. Bulldog. Layla. No, dear. That's oh, good guess, though. Great she was, British, she was the champion. I think she was penultimate elimination. Oh, right. the, Tamina was in there as well. That's not wasn't Tamina, obviously. Sean skinned the cat in 95. 95 year old May Young. No, dear. That's wrong. Sound guesses, I thought. Correct answer was Vicky Guerrero. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's that watched. got to do with Shawn Michaels well, the Royal Rumble? She uh, thinks she's eliminated AJ Lee and starts celebrating. So that's every Battle Royal ever? <laughs> yeah, I said it wasn't a great clue. Um, she and was also, the, she was because the, uh, the video came on next, which I sent the link to her on. She was literally the only person that I saw in this match. I should have guessed that, but I assumed they'd have thrown her out first in I the spot. Of, oh, she's so annoying. Out you go, but apparently not. So I watched the, uh, I watched the video 
yeah. the battle royal because there wasn't really any comments on the um, <laughs> on the CM Punk AJ Lee boring backstage chat basically. Yeah, um, and turns out there were some decent uh, uh, comments on here. Uh, once again, these do not reflect the views of uh, myself, Hamlet Sidgwick, Phil, our editor today, or anyone at World Culture Wrestling. Uh, Blasted Quinn starts us off. Um, do you want to try and complete this sentence? AJ Lee deserves. <laughs> How does AJ Lee deserve? Oh Christ! The Divas Championship. Good guess. Not right. Mm. Uh, a push. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ Lee deserves to be on Baywatch. What? Is it's it? mild by the standards. Yeah. That's promising. Mm. That's promising for the for the comments ahead. Uh, Chester writes, yo, Vicky's thick with it, uh, with two Cs. Jason writes, if I was, if I was sort of overarching AJ Lee storyline, if I was one of the dudes that AJ flirted with, I'd have to make sure I was waving. <laughs> if I was one of the dudes AJ flirted with, I'd have to make sure I was wearing a cup to hide my wood. <laughs> Just a constant erection at all times. That's <laughs> not how it works, really, Zero is it? control. Yeah. Uh, John, was uh, AJ's finish was called The Black Widow, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He writes. Uh-huh. <laughs> he writes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm verbatim this, right? Oh, she can gladly put me in The Black Widow. Drool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, Will Bourne. <laughs> Uh, Ryder, sort of uh, sure would. <laughs> taking some. Uh, I married you. Yeah. Taking some inspiration from uh, WWE booking. Um, lovely first half here. He says, uh, "AJ, please come to my wedding." That's nice. Ah, isn't it? That's kind. As the bride. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, but AJ Lee, not everyone's cup of tea. Uh oh. Oh boy. Big feet sheep. <laughs> right. Oof. About as sexy as a parsnip. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but the final comments. Got uh, a bit of uh, Monty Python. Yeah. Black yeah. Adder about that, hasn't yeah. it? Funny words. Yeah. yeah. That aren't mm. actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have banner in the past, or? <laughs> don't think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> final comment comes from Adam. Not me. So you claim. Who simply writes, once again, I'm not afraid to use uh, Dadly Boys. Phil, what culture wrestling? Adam writes, I'd suck the farts out of her arms <laughs> on a daily basis. Good for Adam. Yeah. Good for Adam. I like do, on a do we need to do the hey, do what you want if you can send an adult <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like a, a day I like the on a daily basis. <laughs> daily basis. <laughs> Morning dear <laughs> <laughs> It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You could be my, you could be my, you could be my neighbour. Oh, like your face is just like Kirby at the end. <laughs> oh, I've just ruined his favourite game. Oh, so uh, thanks to Noisy Nate for that one. 
Uh, if you want to suggest something short, crap, wrestling related, you can do so on Apple Podcasts. Or leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, screenshot it. We need the proof. Uh, and then uh, email it to me on a daily basis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Back to Monday Night Raw. Oh, actually, I want to talk briefly because there was CM Punk chance during the Nakamura Tozawa match, and there was also cameras pointed at signs, uh, reading "Look in my eyes, what do you see?" and Michael Cole used them as well to uh, yeah. tease Rollins and Zayn. Yeah, he sort of riffed off those signs, didn't he? Well, Sami Zayn's going to be looking in the eyes of the champion later on, and I, the Punk chat. Uh, if this is a viral marketing campaign, it sucks. Yeah, I'm. Um, I agree. It's. I, I don't think it is. Well, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I know you do, and I love. It's definitely that. happening. I love that for you. I love it for me if he's back. But I just, I feel like they've invited a little bit of this, haven't invited the rest, and I was stuck in this hinterland. Mm. That's how I feel. Like I, I don't want to get excited. I don't feel like this is, this is along the lines of those um, Mercedes Menet ones where Britt Baker said boss or whatever it was. And it's like, that was enough to go mm-hmm. off. There has been enough to go off with the punk thing, but they've not outwardly said it. So it's like there'll be arguments about whether you're even allowed to have a take on it or not, mm-hmm. whether or not Survivor Series is impacted by it. It'd be the best. It'd be unbelievable if you showed up. But I just, I don't think it's happening. I don't think I'm supposed to think it, but I just like to know either way. So it's a bit of a failure on those terms as a punk fan. It's happening. As I said, I've said it before, I'll say it again. They proved themselves very capable of doing this sort of thing with the White Rabbit campaign. So I just don't believe it's happening. But I don't know what they're playing at either. Like why even do a tiny little snarky bit of it? It'd be better and it'd be worse because it'd be better in the sense that you, like the White Rabbit, you kind of know where all of it's going. And it'd be worse in that it's WWE. So like, wait a minute, what was that mystery Chicago flag with CM Punk written on it doing? <laughs> yes. Like the salty would all be gone. So you'd like, but you'd know, and that would be at least a satisfying thing. Is like, it's actually happening. And I can't get either at the moment. It's weird. I mean, they've already sold out. Are they sold out, which I assume, for Chicago? I think so, yeah. I think the fact they're completely... Oh, they had to open up more bits? To yeah. Knock down the big screen or something to have the fans at the top, Jeez. like the, the B-shows setups, which look great anyway, so... 
We'll see. Definitely happening there. Join us for the live stream. Uh, well, Sid, you know what? Was at the all set, don't you, with the smaller set? Friggin' SummerSlam 89. Imagine if they've got like their little bendy aisle tunnel. No, it wasn't. Was it was at the uh, the Rosemont Horizon as it was called? Then. I thought it was in New Jersey. Oh, was it the Meadowlands? I think it was the Meadowlands. Oh, you are correct, and I am wrong. I now need to think for several minutes over a show that we have an example of that took place at the uh, yes. WrestleMania 13. Yes, yeah, but again, same thing. Imagine if it was just a nice little neat, oh, yeah. neat tidy aisle. It's going to annoy me now. Google SummerSlam nineteen eighty. No, you're right. It's Meadowlands. Definitely Meadowlands. Okay, don't bother. <laughs> Do not bother. I feel stupid. <laughs> Meadowlands, yeah. Yeah. Just what I thought, to be fair, as well. I recovered it, so it's fine in a way. (laughs) Tagline? The heat returns. Ooh, feel the heat. Ah. Feel the heat? I knew that. When was the heat returns? 90. So there was no heat in 88. There was loads, actually. Yeah, it was. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at at Money in the Bank 2012. (laughs) Do you know where Punk that Brian went on that card? Ooh. What was the... What were we doing with... Friggin' John Laurinaitis by then. It was a uh, big show scene. They featured in the main event. What, the ladder match? Yeah. Can you name the other three competitors? <sighs> oh, so t- it was interminable, this one. Was, was Randy in it? Randy was not in it. Sandow and Cody? Uh, they were in the other one. Uh, yeah, they so were. So, Cena, big show. Yeah. Not Randy. Kane. Yep. Kane. So it's the raw side. Who won the frigging briefcase in tw- the red briefcase in 2012? Then Cena. Yeah. Ah, of course. Club is there. Kind of thought I was the. I don't. Know, I, tell you, I had a lot on. A lot on. What did you have on in 1989? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing. That was a good era. It was good. Uh, Two more. Both still going. Or well, not in the Fed anymore, though. Hmm. One got a win on tonight's show, or last night's show. Uh, Seth Rollins, no, twenty twelve, dumbass. Uh, not sort of sick, what? Or Logan <laughs> Paul, Cody on, on Raw, on Raw, Kofi, nope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Miz and Chris Jericho. I didn't think the same as before. I kind of thought he didn't enter in one of them ladder matches after he won one. The World Heavyweight Championship match, slightly different lineup. Tyson Kidd, Tensai, Sin Cara, Santino Morella, Damian Sandow, Dolph Ziggler won, yeah, and Cody and Christian in that one. Is the Cena one promoted as the all star one? I think they'd all been WWE champion in it. They'd never really done money in the bank like that before. Yeah. Seamus beat Del Rio for the World Heavyweight title, retained the World Heavyweight title. Ugh. Bang average stuff, that. Primo and Epico versus the primetime players. Ugh. Then smack bang in the middle of the show, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. No DQ match for the WWE Championship. Then get the real stars out there. Ryback versus Kurt Hawkins and Tyler X in a handicap match. So is AJ Lee the referee for that one? Yeah. She pushes them both through the table. Is that right? I'm remembering that correctly. As the the only thing I remember about that match, other than thinking it was awesome at the time, probably mm. hasn't dated well with the sports entertainment, love triangle trappings, was they built up this really cool spot where they both go for the kendo stick. Yeah. That's all I can remember from that match. Uh, and then after the uh, Ryback Classic, um, it was... And they were back then. His squashes were unbelievable. Caitlin, Layla, and Tamina 
versus Beth Phoenix, Eve Torres, and the person who just got a video package where we were on Monday Night Raw, Natalia. You see, it's the way back into this year. Um, the big package as well, highlighting the four people who are fighting for the number one contendership for the Intercontinental Championship. Rollins and Pierce are backstage. Uh, and uh, Pierce is like, you sure you can you? And Ron says, I'm born to run, boss. Uh, and then we got the uh, four-way uh, to determine the next challenger for Gunther. A uh, nice message from uh, Cole as well to Eric of the Viking Raiders. Get well soon after C6 and C7 neck fusion surgery. Uh, Ivar, his partner, was in there. Of course, Ricochet, Bronson Reed, and The Miz. And the first thing you mentioned to me when I got into work today was the spot with Ricochet. He's draped over the ropes. Reed tries to sort of use it as a springboard. That fires Ricochet off the ropes onto Ivar, who he hits with a hurricane runner. Incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ricochet would upload a video of, like, something he'd done in the gym that mm -hmm. day. And you're like, well, that's not humanly possible, and you've done it. And then he would go 15 boring, flipless minutes with AJ Styles, and you'd wonder what the frig we were doing. <laughs> this was perfect in that regard. Yeah. Like, use that man's incredible abilities for a spot like this where there's two big guys. How does the smaller guy use a situation that he's basically been put in by this mm. flip. That's him. That's his counter game. Oh, Christ, I'm upside down in midair. It's okay. I'm ricochet. Yeah. And he's, that, <laughs> that's unbelievable stuff. And the visual of him... It's like Frank Grimes not being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... the Well, and the if you watch it back, it's the, how natural that looks. That shouldn't occur. No. Like, when you see a video like that, it's on one of them really dank Twitter accounts. Like, yeah. Uh, Freakish humanity videos. It's like, why is this in the For You tab? Oh, it's because I must watch them quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It bends in a weird direction or something. It's I, it, amazing. Amazing spot. Fundamentally, like, pointless in the grand scheme of things, but should be celebrated in, like, mm. end of year lists. It's just physically really stunning. Uh, he tried a flip dive after that, got caught by Ivar and uh, Reed, who just chucked him into the Miz. Uh, and then Ivar and Reed just running to each other and collide with crossbodies. We go to a break, come back. Reed's got Ivar set up for a superplex. Ricochet and Miz jump in. There's a big double powerbomb spot. Um, Miz hits Reed with a springboard crossbody, hits Ivar with a tornado DDT. He's running wild. Uh, gets a big pop from the crowd. Uh, hits Ricochet with a code breaker and a spike DDT for two. Uh, there's a let's go Miz chant, but uh, seals. Ricochet blocks the skull crushing finale, hits a recoil, uh, and Ivar has to break up that cover with a big splash. Reed gets Ivar on his shoulders, but Ivar slips out and hits a springboard forearm for two. He nails Miz in the corner. Ricochet super kicks him, uh, and Miz and Ricochet trade kicks. Um, they're both down. Ivar and Reed both go up top. Ivar hits Ricochet with a moonsault. Reed misses the tsunami, though, and Reed gets stacked up by Miz whilst Ivar tries to pin Ricochet. Ricochet just gets his shoulder up, uh, but Miz gets the three count on Reed. So there's a bit of confusion in there, but they check, and yes, the Miz got the victory. Ivar's still pissed off. He thought he'd won, uh, so he beats the crap out of him and hits him with a moonsault afterwards. Didn't need VAR this, did it? Well, it was obvious what happened. Why were they playing dumb? It was badly executed. Yeah. I would say. Like, it was obvious what happened to us. We've watched enough wrestling to know what the crack is here. But I didn't think it came across well at Commentators all. Commentators literally watch the monitor we do. I just... I they don't watch it live. They don't look. They, they Their job is to watch it on the monitor. And I... Uh, I know they have to sell it after it happens, I guess. Look, crap. Ricochet was great in this match. Oh. The Miz doing his biannual uncanny impression of someone who can wrestle pisses me off. <laughs> I knew that, yeah. Because, like, one, I think... I don't want to 
Um, there's still Logan Paul to moves, as we've covered extensively on this podcast. Like he's really good at oh. registering what he's about to do. Like that little, oh my god, you're not going to do three amigos, are you? And his debut was just, oh my god, oh my god. But I think we've learned from Bad Bunny, Logan Paul, every celebrity who's ever done it. Like virtually everyone can do a move. Like, if you practice it enough, and he's been in WWE for uh, 20, about 18 years? Yeah, couldn't, yeah. Eight, 17, 18 years yeah. he's been training to do this. So when he does, like, the DDT, the likes of which you see in every single match, oh, my God, he even did a tornado version while you're an athlete. <laughs> it's, uh, he it's, did a crossbody. Oh, my God, welcome to WCW Saturday night in 1992. The only person who doesn't have a problem with that, the only person who, like, would be shocked at that is Bill Watts, <laughs> right? Everyone else has seen it one million freaking times. But the Miz has done a flying crossbody like he's a ham and egger on WCW Saturday night. You know what I mean? Like, why am I meant to be impressed by this? One big whoop. <laughs> like, big f***ing deal, right? It's a f***ing crossbody block from the top rope. Why am I meant to be doing cartwheels over that? And it makes no sense realistically because he was like the most cowardly man imaginable for three years. I will give them credit. They've been really trying to make sense of the Drew McIntyre turn and it being a really sort of... Do I, do I want to go all the way with this? Do I want to really become that bitter guy? And he's been agonizing over the decision internally to actually plow ahead with turning heel and just being a bad guy and taking shortcuts. So there is evidence elsewhere on this show that they can handle this sort of thing elegantly. The Miz wrestling like he's in Reseda because he's been challenged by Gunther. And Gunther has accurately said, you're a joke and a coward. Well, I'll show you. I'll learn how to wrestle after, what, 18 years. <laughs> it's a piss take. It sucks. Springboard Miz. Ivar should have won the match. Springboard Miz is the new uh, Hogan hits different in Japan. Watch some tapes. Isn't it like they'll show that one gif of like, oh, the, the loop in the Great Muta match where like Hogan does a couple of like arm drag sequences, drops an elbow. He's quite quick. Like he did work a little bit harder in Japan because he freaking had to. Like, But his work in America was different. And, and he like, also went over and went, oh, piece of tin, that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Piece of trash. Like... But I missed in a springboard is going to be that for this generation of fans. I, uh, for the exact reason Sidgwick criticised it, I quite like Miz doing it. <laughs> like, Gunter's called him a sports entertainment bitch to his face, and yeah. he's like, well, no, I'm not. I can do this. He can't. He's a fraud. Miz is a fraud. He's, Why hasn't he done it all along? Because he can't. He's faking trying to be a good wrestler. But the, like, other people had to sell for him. Well, the move's still hurt, but he hasn't got it in him. He can't do it on a wet Wednesday in Stoke. Mm. Like, he's just trying this week because Gunther's Bro. called him out on it, and he's going to lose. I told you this last week. He's going to get his arse handed to by Gunther. You're going to have a great time with it. This is going to work. This that's is going to work. Oh, my God, work. that's not what the conversation was last week. The conversation was, they're going to do what they did in this match? Nah, man, like, you've got to... Oh, like, my God! No, you, the miss is faking it. The miss is trying to People fake People sold for his moves! Because his moves hurt! So what's fake about it? Because he hasn't really got it all the time. He's just being pushed oh, beyond his regular limits reaching, to try and show bro. himself. I'm not reaching, bro. That's going to be the story of the match, as I told you this time last week. No, that element of it is going to be good. He's going to fail. I don't. I, we don't get. We're not. F-ing. We do not get <laughs> what the other person doesn't get about what we're saying. I can feel it. It's your fault. I can feel it. In my 2019 was. Well, you would say that. We're not. F-ing. But like later on, after Survivor Series, when we're f-ing again, like we'll come together and we'll mega powers handshake on this. It'll probably be at the Christmas party. It always oh, is. Yes. But like, yeah. I, like, I had no issue with this for the what exact reason. Right. massive issue with it. Very sane, very plainly, yeah. what are you talking about? The Miz. Like, what, is, what, what are you... 
That it, what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm my position is yep. right. Yep. From last week when they first set up this confrontation, mm-hmm. that it is going to be the ultimate challenge of Gunther's life when en route to victory, his job is to sell convincingly for the Miz. Okay. And I said it's going to suck on that basis, and it's going to be pretty bleak to watch Gunther have to do that because Miz can't strike to save his life. Okay. So what are you talking about? Gunther, for a start, is better than Ivar and better than Bronson Reed and better than Ricochet. So Miz can try his springboard stuff. And Miz can think, uh, Gunther was wrong, actually, because I've got these moves and look what I did to them. And Gunther's like, can't do that to me. Like, you cannot take me down with this flimsy Steve offense. It's all right. You may be better than I thought. I had you down as a two. You are, in fact, a six. I eat six for breakfast. Yes, but he's gonna. Miz is going to be a nine in the match and Gunther's going to have to sell the potential near fall. I think pro wrestling allows for like a moment of looking like a nine before you reminded you were two. Okay, that's the maybe. magic, isn't it? Like the every now and then somebody like the the one lucky shot, the whatever, like that's part of the fun. And it'll be part of the fun there. And then you have to do the ear kicks. That could be the stretch. Yeah. That could be the stretch. <laughs> I will concede the it kicks could be a stretch too far if Gunther is like there kneeling down, just completely exposed. That's I would that's, like him to stand up off them and just chop him to the yeah. floor. Yes. That that is a good way to use the it kicks. If he is just earnestly selling the it kicks, we might have a problem. Well, I think we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> Simon's got a problem. <laughs> uh so Gable and Otis are giving Tazawa some words of encouragement after he got his ass handed. I, I suppose there was an element of that in the Tazawa Nakamura match. Yeah. I think Tazara got a near fall in there and then he just got his head taken off the Kinshasa. That's a different conversation completely because you both reminded me. Apparently, he's like some super worker that was the Heritage Cup on Tuesdays, but a dumbass on Mondays. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, he's the best show. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Gable's going to be there. Oh my God. the best show. Why? To support him. Oh, right, cool. Um, and uh, Maxine Dupree is there. She's excited for the Battle Royal and he's like, try and stick on people, find people your own size. Don't follow Tazara's lead. And uh, she completely ignored that, ignored that later on. Uh, earlier on in the day... The Not cr- very good academy, is it? Oh, Jesus Christ, we're going to get Metaphor Alpha Academy, and that's to build up to Alpha Academy meet and chase you for the first time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, wait till the preview. Sorry, I got too excited. Creed Brothers and Ivy Nile officially signed contracts for Monday Night Raw. Um, Pierce, damp, damp squib, that, wasn't it? Pierce, yeah. Pierce yeah. is happy. They, 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 they did what we said. They, they, there was a contract... Battle and Pierce said he was happy that they opted for them over. It was exactly the Battle of the Bastards, wasn't it? Didn't last very long. Oh, <laughs> Nick Aldis lost. Then. You booked yeah. us. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, and Niles in the Battle Royal as well. And then here comes Gargano and Champa, and they thought, hey, welcome to the show. How about we have a bare knuckle fight then? And then we got the Cree Brothers versus DIY. Skip. This is heatless and lifeless and nowhere near good enough. I was just worried throughout this because I was like, you can't beat Cree Brothers. You shouldn't beat DIY, and then they did a shenanigan. Finish. Oh God, they're feuding with Imperium. What was going to happen, Wilborn? Mm. Bad matchmaking. Bad matchmaking killed this. This wasn't the night for DIY to lose like this. It wasn't, especially, wasn't the way for the Creeds to win like this. Like a poor follow-up. Even with, the Creed spots look great. Julius looks strong. He kicked out of a. Well, the, the, the action, yeah. yeah, divorced from its context, was obviously not going to be bad remotely. They're too fun to look at the Creeds, but that's do the be, recap, and then I'll yeah. have a bitch. <laughs> Chamber gets a hot tag after a break, double clothesline. Uh, they double team Brutus. He fights back, hits Gargano with a Samoan drop. It's a standing moonsault. Julius hits a standing shooting star press, but Champer has to come in and break it up. Gargano hits Julius with a reverse Hurricane Rana. Ju- Champer follows with a running knee. Uh, hits Brutus with the Willow's Bell. Hits Julius with the fairy tale ending, but he kicks out. They set up for their 
being the middle finisher. Uh, Brutus pulls Champa to the outside. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser, because the referee's distracted with all that, kicks Gargano with the ref's back turned, uh, and the Creed brothers hit that awesome Brutus ball finish for the one, two, three. Oh, what a complete uh, come down from last week this was. Like they, you've got two babyface teams, right? One struggling pretty badly at this point to get over and to be taken seriously. The other literally just arrived on the scene um, as well as it went. And check out last week's pod. We were doing cartwheels mm-hmm. for that. It's not like proper overnight sensation. Like a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about it. But, you know, it's a different audience to get over in front of week after week after week. Should be a good thing, right? You're supposed to grow in front of that audience. Oh, yeah, as well. yeah. yeah. I mean, Don't well, give the whole, you know. Yeah, I guess. But like at the same time, I was, I was expecting something. Mm. They got nothing. This match was so heatless. Um, it's obviously... It was well wrestled, but you can't really say it was well worked. No, I would agree. Spots look nice. The Creed spots do look nice. Are they? Is this like Triple H booking DIY into you a split, You're going to split crowds on babyface matches to begin with, but neither team's really over yet. A stupid idea. Is he booking DIY into a heel turn here because they are losers? Fans back winners, and the, you've been given no reason mm. to back these two. Like, I know they're going to probably win the Imperium feud, but... I don't know if it's, like, a soft reboot, too. Our Gargano used to, like, get over and defeat. And yeah. Champa's questioning all over again. Yeah. Like, why do I keep sticking with this guy? <laughs> it's a bold strategy. The whole thing is, can Gargano really win that big one? Yeah. He died, didn't, against Almas and all the rest of it. Like, no one cares enough about him in the first place to sort of reboot this arc. He does love retelling his NXT stories the way he would have liked on them. It looks like we're going to go down that route with oh Bailey, doesn't it? Seen so. five years then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did like the fact that on the road to uh, Sami Zayn fight for the title, they aired a clip of him losing to Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. Uh, Jay Uso's involvement and all that, and then Jay walks in, says uh, he felt bad about how that went down. Zayn's like, I oh, forget about all that, and Jay sort of hypes him up. Says, I'm looking forward to seeing you become the new world champion, and we're informed that. Uh, Jay and Cody have got another title shot against the Judgment Day next week. Some of the good guys, man. Some good, good guys on the show at the moment. I like them. I like they're all mates. Especially now Kevin Owens has been taken away as well. Mm. I like that. Uh, Becky Lynch is getting interviewed backstage about the Battle Royal. She's ready to fight the entire locker room if that means getting a title shot against Rhea Ripley at Survivor Series. And then Nia Jax walks in and says, well, no one's going to throw me over the top. I'm going to win, and that's going to make me happier than when I broke your face. And Becky's like, I'm funny that, because uh, I then main evented WrestleMania off the back of that, and you got fired. Welcome back. Yeah. I, I don't know. People do care about that. That Becky Lynch moment was incredible, but the payoff where she just pushed her into that stack of rubbish that time, was it a TLC? Take yeah. my name out of your mouth. I sort of felt enough, didn't it? I never. I wasn't then pining for the, the one big match. Like, good. She got, she got what she deserved for that. Uh, Chelsea Green and Piper never get interviewed by Byron Saxton um, and Green says well, a load of people in this match don't even deserve to be in there here come Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark yeah because she says oh, people already lost at Bloody Crown Jewel uh, and Baszler's like I'm going to kill you first and uh, oh, I'm going to kill whoever I see first and I hope it's you and Chelsea Green goes get a partner and Piper Niven goes, well, it's everyone for themselves. See you later. <laughs> Chelsea Green's like, oh, bollocks. Um, and then they all come out for the, the Battle Royal. But uh, as Becky Lynch is making her entrance, she gets laid out by Zia Lee, that devastating kick that KO'd Candice LeRae last week. Uh, and then I like the fact that Zia Lee tried to get in and Pierce like, where do you think you're going? You're not in this match. And uh, Becky Lynch has been concussed. She's not in the match either. <sighs> Good way to write her out, I thought. 
Good way to write her out, and a, again, like a relatively strong start for Zia Lee. Yeah. Like, she will probably lose this Becky Lynch program, but they've got the character over enough mm. that she's like a deadly striker. She can take out I would the say top. point across. Point across. Not got over. Yeah, her. fair enough. Yeah, you know who this character is. You know what she's got in her arsenal. Um, Becky, you suppose think Becky Lynch is in trouble. I'll say this. They are I like I don't really buy that Zia Lee beats her, and all of a sudden she's on the way to win the title. She's got electric in her fingers, so. <laughs> but it's... A good, it's one of several, one of several decent diversions for Becky Lynch. I feel like Lynch rear is the WrestleMania match. And for years, like we could see that maybe in November and it being Vincent Mann was just like, I'm not going to do anything about that. We're just like, (laughs) just tough, just wait for it. Like Triple H at least thinks there's got to be a realistic diversion. He hadn't by the end come up with a bloody idea yet, had Vince. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was it. I don't hate this. I don't hate this. What you're doing is you're allowing some other underutilized members of the roster some shine, whether it's working well or not. Like the Tegan Knox thing did not work at all. But Valkyria, um, yeah. Tiffany Stratton, Stratton, like it is working more often than it isn't. And while you're doing this and you know developing your narrative ecosystem, I'm sorry, <laughs> Rhea in a couple of months' time can then say, yeah, you might have won the Royal Rumble or whatever, but. Look what I've been doing. Total domination. I'm mammy. Mammy. And you, mm, you've been pushed to the limit by rookies. Well, Becky's story is like the real quiz, isn't it? And that's nice. It's yeah. Like, yeah, she's been fighting back. Very, very calls you mammy as your kid. Don't mention my kid. Huh? It's, all, uh, it's all very productive, this. Yeah. And bold. Future forward. Mm. Very strictly speaking. That's as if I'm, you know. That's <laughs> my heart's pounding in my chest and nothing. But it's all very future forward and clever and bold. It's not hot shotting. It's yeah. hot, hot plotting. So we had the uh, the Battle Royal. Uh, Nikki Cross is in that orgasmic trance in the uh, middle of the ring. Is she orgasmic? Everyone. Why is it orgasmic? Bubba Ray? Uh, no, that's me, mate. They're booking it. Um, <laughs> you, did you get a sense of orgasmic bliss? All right. I thought that's a real question. Sitch, why was she just uh, staring still? What? I don't know what this... She was in a table the other week when she... She is in a trance, yeah. She's in a I trance. didn't get the orgasmic element of it, but she's... I'm sorry, I just automatically write orgasmic trance. Yeah, that's right trance, or orgasmic trance. Just how it does. Yeah. Do you ever get into orgasmic trances? I try to on a regular basis, but I'm honest, mate. <laughs> Spent his teenage years just doing nothing but that. Got to do uh, Jimmy and uh, Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> <laughs> just go on, just go on, just go on. Uh, Raquel and Naya come together and uh, yeah, Nikki just do- do- doesn't move and they just chuck her out of the ring and then she just stood there for a bit and then she walked around to because then she was on hard cam so she had to walk around to commentary for a bit and stood there and I, I hate it. I hate it so much. What are they trying to do? Who cares? I don't care. Who cares? I don't yeah. give a toss about this. There is somebody like in a trance that these people work with. It's like, so? Imagine if there was somebody downstairs in the office. Mm. Is there like, is Ewan? What culture gaming, all right. Well, he's sort of just been stood there staring at me for two hours. We should call her, like, the hospital, maybe, the police. Didn't he used to be a superhero as well for a bit? Yeah. No, I'm just going to go for lunch. Just leave him there. See if he's still staring when I come back. Yeah. And he is. And he is. Like, yeah, that's a point. How did she get to the arena? Yep. Yep. All of it. Yeah. She gets eliminated over the top rope, and then the trance is somehow broken, so she can hold the po- like ropes and post herself. And the trance is back. <laughs> the trance can work. Trance can go. <laughs> <laughs> Chance has been booked in NXT for sure. <laughs> Chance has been doing drills at the performance center. Uh, Chance, well, he knows where the hard camera is. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, uh, bad. 
Maxine Dupree goes after Niven, um, and Tegan Knox actually helps her, and they do manage to eliminate Piper Niven, but uh, as Dupree celebrates, gets eliminated by Nia Jax. Caden uh, Carr and Katana Chance, they love to have fun, uh, and they uh, love to try and eliminate people as well, but Ivy Nile eliminates both of them, uh, kicks Katana, uh, sorry, kicks Carr out of the ring and press slams Katana onto her. Um, Chelsea Green tries to eliminate Raquel Rodriguez. It uh, doesn't work. Green slaps her, so Rodriguez just chucks her out. Uh, Indy Hartwell misses a big boot. Natalia eliminates her, and then Niall kicks Natalia off the apron. Uh, Tegan Knox gets eliminated by Nia Jax, shoving her off the top rope. Uh, Ivy Nile tries to get Nia Jax on her shoulders. Jax blocks it, uh, and then Rodriguez, Starks, and Baszler boot Nia Jax, and they all team up to eliminate her. But before she leaves, oh, she yanks Ivy Nile off the apron. Uh, so the final two are Baszler and Zoe Stark. Um, they teamed up to eliminate uh, Rodriguez, I should say that, and they battle on the apron. Baszler puts in the Kirafuda clutch and then realizes, wait a second, if she passes out here, I'm going to hit the floor first. So she lets go, and Stark hits kicks and a DDT. Baszler falls out of the ring. Zoe Stark wins. She will face Rhea Ripley at Survivor Series. There is a rich-ish history of women's battle royals in NXT, and I use that in both the uh, genuine complimentary and also AW were taking the piss terms of when there's a lot of characters that you're not doing much with, you throw them all in there, and it's like, well, we've got such a busy division. Mm. So it's a bit shortcutty here. But I did, this was how you book a battle royal. Tell a couple of little stories, get a couple of characters over. You've got the Xylee and Becky Lynch thing. You've mm -hmm. kind of, you're not protected, but nobody's getting pinned in terms of Piper Niven and Nia Jax as the constant looming threats that Rhea Ripley should be worried about. Meanwhile, Ivy Nile has a great start. Yeah. Like, in terms of her, kind of what they did for the Creed last week, they did for her in how, it, like, she doesn't have to win, but mm -hmm. it could have almost been her. She's clearly tough enough and she'll get there. And, like, a strong winner that looks believable in Zoe Stark in how she kind of, like, worked around where Shayna Baszler tactically was going wrong. Like, I wasn't doing backflips, but again, I, like, to echo Cedric word, this was quite effective. I thought. Mm, I thought it was totally useless outside of the finish. Oh. <laughs> totally oh, well. useless outside of the finish. I, I Telegraphed was... eliminations, weak, weak. Like, it has to be, for a battle royal, the first stage is to be noticeably bad, Man, you're not meant to notice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. not. I uh, useless. I didn't. I immediately. Well, I forgot, and as it happened, and then I thought, oh, actually, that's a really nice, clever bit of booking in terms of the fact that Rhea Ripley sold that Z360 like death. Yeah. At the at the premium live event, and then obviously she was like, had the thing backstage with her afterwards. Like, I kind of. Can't add your beat. Like, well, I'm into the match. I'm into the direction. Yeah. It's the feud, isn't it? If she hits her with yeah. the finisher, she's beat, and nobody's had Rhea like that. Mm. So. A match, the best version of that match is pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Uh, right, main event time. It was Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn for the World Heavyweight Championship. Who versus um, Sami Zayn? Uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, early on, Sami Zayn has the opportunity to target the, what's the kinesio tape, isn't it? Yeah. Covered back of Seth Rollins, but he just says... Mm. Kind of guy. Jim Michael Cole explaining away 10 years of bad selling in the Crown Jewel commentary. Seth told me backstage that his adrenaline is like nobody else's, and when he gets pumping, he just doesn't feel pain. It's like, ah, oh, that does sort of explain why he's just giving up selling body parts in 10 years. Great as the Undertaker from 1990. <laughs> bad knees, bad, bad shoulders, bad backs. Fine. <laughs> oh, good. Finish time now. <laughs> um, so we go to a break, come back. Zane hits Rollins with a moonsault off the barricade. 
Uh, Rollins fires back up and hammers away at Zane and hits a suicide dive, but Zane comes back with a great flip dive. Um, sling blade from Rollins, forearms. Zane tries to cut him off with a halluva kick, but Rollins avoids it and hits a nice springboard sent on and a lion salt for two. Uh, they Battle on the apron, and Zayn hits Rollins with a back body drop on the apron, with the injured back, of course. Um, go to a break, come back. Rollins fights back. Buckle bomb. Zayn counters the stomp, though, into a blue thunder bomb for a nice near fall. I nibbled a little bit on that. Didn't think it was going to be the title change, but obviously... He won on Saturday with yeah. it, didn't he, as well? So they drop that in every now and then. I like the fact that they've, they've utilized that a little bit more, because for a while it was like... I don't nibble as well. Yeah. Um, Zane hits an exploder into the corner. Rollins fires back with a super kick and a pedigree for two. This is awesome chance from the crowd, quite rightly. Rollins goes for the stomp. Zane counters that into the lion tamer, though. Uh, transitions it into the Boston Crab. Targeting the back. Could Rollins tap out? And Rollins in the clutch. Uh, roll reverses into a roll up and gets the one, two, three to retain. Zane's devastated afterwards. Uh, Rollins is selling his back. Um, and they shake hands. Zane. Good guy that he is. Raises Rollins' hands in victory before leaving. Here comes Priest, Balor, Dom, and McDonough uh, to attack Zane, though. Rollins hits a suicide dive, but the numbers game obviously catches up to them. Judgment Day are in control. Jey Uso comes out to a huge pop. Super kicks Dom and McDonough. Spears Balor. Uh, but Priest comes back and boots Jay. Cody Rhodes comes out to even the odds. And all the officials uh, have to come out and separate things. Whilst Postman Pierce gets on the mic and says, I'm tired of the games. If you want to play games, you can. In war games. Uh, big brawl. Rhodes jumps onto a big pile of people on the outside and stands tall to close out the show. War Games confirmed. These brawls, right, are great, aren't they? Well, yes and no. I do wish I was in the building for one of them because it's, it's hot. It's pretty hot, right? You know what these brawls are? What? It's like the pint you don't need, but think, oh, go on, have one more. Yeah. I've never met a pint I didn't need. <laughs> These I do. Like, I know my limits very much. And, like, I just, from my, these are from my youthful days. Mm. The pint where it's like, oh, I'm mortal. Go on then, I'll, I'll have a, I'll, I'll have a blue wicked. I'll have a blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I need something in my hand, oh, so I'll have yeah. like a treble or whatever. And not a pint. Too many pints. It's too uh, makes feel too bloated. It's like I'm thoroughly done with this. I do not need it. I've had more than enough. But when it gets a little bit hot, these brawls and like the people in the audience are, you know. Throwing babies in the air and all the rest yeah. of that. It's got right. Okay, I'm kind of into it. I'm yeah. kind of into it. I thought the match was really strong. Yeah. I thought the match was really strong. I thought it was way, way more dramatic than it had any right to be. It is an impromptu match between two baby faces. You know, there's going to be something post or match or interference wise, and yet that struggle at the end and that urgent, they just really sold it to me like they each were kind of desperate, desperate to win. And I thought it was really well done, really well timed, really well paced, really urgent, really dramatic. I was a big fan of this match. I thought this was, uh, you know, Seth has his three and a half star specials. This week he's kind of, it's the, it's the enigma that is Seth Rollins. I think someone's so boring, he's so difficult to talk about <laughs> and to nail down. But I, how good is he? Well, he's pretty damn good this week. Yeah. Yeah. He is pretty damn great at his job this week. In terms of a three and a half star special, it was... Joe Punk, three and a half stars, rather than the usual yes, three and a half stars. Absolutely. Yeah, this match and the follow-up uh, brawl and everything, like, there was an er like early AEW flavour to this, when, like, some of the wrestlers that had, like, really, like, grinded on the indies or had worked outside of the mainstream, it's like, bloody hell, 
SCU doing all the best moves on telly. <laughs> Never thought I'd see the day. Like, this was Seth and Sammy working through, like, all their sort of yeah. best bits. A lot of the stuff that you do see, like, wrapped into these WWE matches, but they've got stuff extra. Like, if you think about the apron bomb and, like, like Seth does the bust... Like the all, Sammy back flip. Yeah, yeah. They don't bust out all the flips all the time, mm. but they've always had them in them. And it's like, oh, bloody, oh he's taking a bloody title match on the big show. You wouldn't have seen that coming. And like, they're, they're just doing it. And then you have this big match. You're like, what a nice, warm feeling this is. And then you get a hot brawl. It's the, it's the right now feature. Like the Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes pops. Oh. Again, like it's proof of concept when you hear those reactions. It was, again, like to use the AW comparison, there were times when I was just like, well, I can't fight that Cody's the biggest frigging face in wrestling, whether I like it or not, because yeah. I listen to those reactions. And it's just, yeah, this just felt nice and again I think a lot of that is to do with the way they built to this match in the opener it didn't you weren't left questioning the actual like personas mm. of the people involved and that really helps too what, what transformation as well in terms of that little toy belt the second like the secondary belt it's still obviously not as on the, on a par with Roman's belt but like when Sammy was like I'm going to win the world title I was like Yes, you are. You actually might have a chance at that one as they well. They kind of, with little things like that, they insidiously get you. Mm. Yeah, it's happened before. It will happen again. To be fair, the Universal, I never really took it seriously. It was always, it had that like horrible sort of launch. Jam belt. Uh, people <laughs> yeah. call it a curse. Maybe a curse, but also terrible booking as well. Mm -hmm. This is better. I still don't treat it like I used to treat the old, uh, the old winged eagle. <laughs> it's the, um, Remember when, when it came to WrestleMania 21 and it was like, Christ, you've somehow pushed two babyface at the same time in this cursed era and everybody's going to buy the show. I remember going into that thinking, well, Triple H has done it. Like, that Batista match has to go on last. This is the biggest... There will come a day when probably when Roman's not champion, it might be a Cody show or whatever, where this belt will headline instead. And you'll think, oh, yeah, they've, they've done they've it. They've done it. They've got two world titles. Cack-handed friggers. Yeah. I don't know how they've done it, but they've done it. <laughs> uh, well, let us know your thoughts on Monday Night Raw in the comment section or on X uh, at WhatCultureWW. Actually, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilburn. Follow our producer for the week, Phil My Chambers on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us all at WhatCultureWW, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling uh, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Once again, thanks to Noisy Nate for this week's five-star review review. Uh, but for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. I'm a Dadly Boy as well. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.